It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind. Your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay-per-view and special in between. You've got yourself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we, Jay? We are weeks away from a palooza. The palooza marches on. And and as we have established, love a palooza. So that that's I love a palooza. That wasn't me trying to push love a palooza when we've got wrestle palooza coming up. Even though we might be holding our own event called Love a Palooza. I'm not sure we can in, in kind of today's setup. Zoom. Zoom it, and love a palooza. Zoom and love a palooza. It's just basically gonna be everyone coming together and talking about their love for paloozas. Rather than a love of Palooza, it's going to be love Palooza. You know what I mean? So that's how it's going to work. Oh, speaking of love, um, yeah, thank you for bringing Spike Dudley into my ECW Jack <laughs> family. He he he's already going through tables. I see. That's um, quick. Yeah, Brutus the Barber, awesome, as um, powered on for a table. Just in case people didn't understand who Spike Dudley were, took a couple of shots to show what he's all about. So, but that's exciting. That's that's a big um, it's a big tick on the list. So I'm extremely grateful for your for your purchase. So thank you very much. You are welcome. Um, this week, as you know, we are in 1998 on our way to Wrestle Palooza. And we are looking at episodes 259 and 260 of ECW Hardcore TV. Um, fairly big week, I think. What do you reckon? Yes. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's a couple of things, isn't it? It's a weird kind of, um, and we'll get into it, with a little bit more kind of, style than they usually do, but ECW does its original, its usual thing. Yeah. Um, and also knowing the history of ECW, um, a historic moment. Yeah. I just wish someone had a significant rain with these belts or everything so flippy floppy, you know. But um, yeah, starting off with episode 259. Um, technically... We start off with New Jack Cronus and Spike Dudley versus Draws, Roadkill, and Danny Doring. That is technically the match we started with. Technically, yes. Reality, it was Draws in the ring um, getting promoted as the WWF guy, ex-footballer, and he was then beaten up by New Jack. Yeah. In a weird kind of, he's not selling, he's not selling, except now he's selling. Yeah, basically. So that that was that. I mean, how do you feel about that? It's pretty self-explanatory, I felt. Yeah, I mean, it was... Um... Yeah. I, it raises me how, how much this, you know, WWF versus ECW angle has just... I mean, it, it's dead, but they won't kill it, is the weird thing. Yeah, it's just, um, like I said, it's so, 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 so bizarre because it's just um, sort of such a nothing 
feud. Like I said, it's so watered down now that, you know, I, I guess it almost feels like sort of when the WCW alliance turned up and you're like, WCW's invading Raw. And you're kind of like, who is it? And you're like, oh, it's Mark Jindrad and, you know, sort of that. And you're like, oh, wow, there they are. This is going to cause sort of big issues. So it feels a bit like that. So it's such a, I mean, he's not even in WWE, let alone sort of representing WWE in a, in a way that sort of would take over. I mean, we've gone from Jerry Lawler, RVD and Sabu to Droz, Danny Dorian and Roadkill. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's just, um, they, they could just drop it. They should just drop it. I mean, the fact that Droz hasn't, I don't think he's even been on WWE TV at this point. At least not that I've looked at or aware of. He might be. Just kind of makes it even worse because how can you even relate this guy to this federation and think him as that guy when he's not even that guy? Yeah. Just doesn't help at all. But, um, yeah, again, like you know, like you said, medium, medium guy in the Fed, but sort of looked massive in comparison to some of the ECW guys. Um, next up, we had four blooded Italians, Guido and Smothers. Get well, Smothers. Um, versus Mini and Supernova. This is rejuvenated Mini and Nova because we had their chat last week about what what happened to him when he's doing his sort of raving impression and that. And to be yeah, fair, they, they've, they've killed Stevie. They killed Stevie, you bastard. And they came out flying, I think. You know, I think they came out flying. And uh, I sort of feel it's the wrong result, if I'm honest. I mean, it's difficult because you've put them up against the other comedy team. Um, but the other comedy team are now former tag champs. That's it. I mean, my my thing is like, right, to cut to the end, basically because of interference, FBI win. Yeah, and that is sort of the story. But I, I feel like Mania and Nova came out. They're in control, and they got robbed. I, I feel like they they could have won this, and it could have given them a nice shove somewhere. You know, they could have worked themselves into a tag team title match. They just weren't ready for and got sort of. Smashed, but I think they had enough of a hardcore fan base for people to be interested in this. And um, yeah, like I said, it wasn't wasn't horrendous because they did look sort of good in the times where they were allowed. But um, yeah, I was just disappointed with the outcome. I think giving meaning over this, I know you could say they're a comedy act or whatever, but I I just feel they they were given half a chance here to sort of almost have a bit of a comeback. Yeah. I mean, they could have, they could have, you could have done it the other way. They could have stole, you know, you know fluked a victory or something that kind of gets them going. Or, you know, if that's not the story you want to tell, if you want the fit to keep the FBI strong, don't put them against the FBI. I mean, you know, Roadkill and Doran aren't putting up trees. Yeah. Or, um, you know, have the FBI, he tries to hit him. Sort of mean he ducks or something and he hits uh, Guido and he pins him or whatever. 
so it's sort of like a cheap victory that they cost themselves and sort of continued that sort of spat, which doesn't really lead to anything. So it's not really that bad because they're not ever going to sort of fall out, fall out. But yeah, anyway, FBI won. So I guess um, Meany and Nova go back to the drawing board. Next up, we had a match that when I saw it in the listings, I was extremely excited for, especially after last week, but ended up being extremely disappointed. So basically, Chris Candido versus Al Snow is up next. After Al Snow, Rob Van Dam, and um, what fantastic sort of match we had from that with the highlights. I was really excited about this on paper, but the match didn't even come close to living up to anything. It was almost sort of like a glorified squash, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't um, anything overly special, was it? No, it wasn't. Like I said, obviously, we've spoken loads in recent weeks, months, um, ECW years, about how impressed we've been with Candido, not only on the mic, but as an in-ring competitor. How his work is because he gets so caught up in sort of body donors and that you almost forgot just how much of a work course he was in ECW. But yeah, I mean, I understand where they're going with Al Snow, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if this was just needed. It didn't really, I guess, uh, again, I just feel like it'd be another ways and just sort of sacrificing one half he takes some champions. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 Al Snow working his way through the triple threat and stuff, but yeah, it's it's yeah, but he doesn't need to. No, and he's I don't. Already, he's already think... got the title match. Yes, well, this thing and it's backwards booking in the sense of who did he beat for a title match? Exactly, and he would. Um, and if this was an actual thing, I don't think Shane Douglas would have sent Candido down there by himself. Everyone would have been there with him. And it would have turned into a screw job where they all jumped in and started beating him down. Do you know what I mean? It, would, it wouldn't be, but... Yeah, it wouldn't have just been a straight-up match. That I think it would, cause, yeah, because the whole story is almost trying to bait him to beat him. And you just think... Obviously, I don't know where it, it fit in the timetable of the night and around events, but you'd kind of think it would have been... The triple threat came out with Candido... Al Snow had the match. Al Snow was in control. Looked like he was going to beat Candido. So Bam Bam and sort of Shane jumped in and started putting boots to him and they sort of all beat him down. Mm-hmm. Rather than just he just walked in, steamrolled Candido and marched on to the Palooza. Um, a lot of matches on this show. Really was. This is like such a sort of stacked card in a weird way. Next up, we've got Just Incredible versus Mikey Whitbrick. Um, what did you think about this? I don't understand why it's here. I, you know, you, you, you've built this up. This is the feud, and this is Mikey coming back to get revenge on on Justin. And you know, this is you know the why? Why is it not on the pay per view? Exactly, the pay per view that's in like like three two weeks, two weeks away. Yeah, two, say two weeks. Like three weeks, I guess three weeks, and then technically, but um. Yeah, so three weeks away. And like you said, it's just, um, again, fun match. You know, Mikey comes out. He's all over. Sort of Justin. There's some good bits where Justin gets in control and starts to really sort of beat down. 
Jason gets the mic and starts sort of goading Mikey and sort of winding up the crowd. I, I thought stuff like that was like nice heel work. I enjoyed that from Jason because we haven't really seen him involved in like a while to any sort of heel capacity. So it's nice that he's sort of getting back to being a dick and embracing who Just Incredible is. And playing off the relationship between Jason and Mikey, the oldest feud in ECW history. Yeah, no, I mean, it really is. This is like the TV title before TVs were a thing. Flat. Yeah, before they, yeah, before they were even on TV. Um, but no, it's... Um, yeah, no, so it was, it was fun. It was, it was good in that sense. And uh, I didn't mind it. Um, Justin picked up the win. I guess it sort of makes sense if you get it on this. The Credible kind of does it because I guess if they do it again at the pay per view, that, that's when you sort of give Mikey a win. But like you said, it's if they'll he beat they, he beat they, me seven hundred times. I get one. So they do do it again at the pay per view. Yeah. Which again, you know, similar to the Just Incredible thing. Building to the last pay per view of well, but why are you, why are you doing that now? Well, yeah. If you've got a pay per view match in, in just a couple of seconds, um, you know why not hold that off to be the the big one? Um, so yes, they do do it again at the, the pay per view. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I just and do you want to support that for a 32, 22 year old show? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Mikey doesn't win. Oh. So, is it a gimmick match or just why? a standard match? No, standard. Oh, so I'm probably expecting. I mean, a standard that you get. Yeah, but I'll be expecting to see like a last week in Florida in a double chain death match, just incredible defeated Mikey. This week at the pay per view in a normal one on one match, find out what happens in this heated feud. So, I mean, it feels a bit like it's going to be sort of that again. Um, but yeah, I understand that they're sort of trying to sort of strap the rocket to uh, Justin, but I don't know. I, I just, I just, you need to just be. I mean, like we said before, they're almost rebooking him as the ultimate underdog again when they're ignoring this guy's sort of history. He's probably, you know, sort of won the most belts on the roster at this point. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anyone. I mean, yeah. I don't think Sabu, I suppose, won the tag with Taz. But yeah, there's no one really that sort of has come close to sort of what he's done. I mean, is he one of two Triple Crown winners at this point? Has anyone else done the Triple Crown at this point? Um, no, because Taz hasn't done heavyweight. Shane hasn't done tag. So, and they're the only ones I can... Sam, yeah, Sam has not done TV. Dreamer's done like tag, and that's it. Um, so yeah, it must be. Cause I can't think of anyone that there is. So I don't know. I, I just yeah, so, um, two triple crown winners, and he's still your perennial underdog. Yeah, it's just um, just bizarre. Bizarre booking for um, Mikey here. And you, you've hyped him up coming back. Unless you wanted to play back there, he came back too soon card. And that sort of plays into it. But I don't know. See what they do. Um, and next up, we have a very, very, very important match in the history of ECW. 
Rob Van Dam versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the TV title. Um, on the way to the ring, he'll be Alfonso Steele saying he's going to soften him up for Sabu. He's going to soften him up for Sabu. I love the fact that they're creating their whole not hope in hell. But if you get a couple of shots in, it's worth it for Sabu. Yeah, you know, it's not about it's not about winning. It's not about the title. It's not what he's trying to do. He's not trying to to pin him. He's trying to hurt him, so that Sabu can then just kind of come in and pick his bones. Exactly, and um, I think it's fan. No and I think it's great, like um, sort of booking. So simple, but I, I think it's quite funny. So I don't mind it at all. Uh, the match itself. How do you feel about all this? I really enjoyed it. Um, so I liked the styles that they were both working. Um, RVD does well working against a big guy who can kind of plant for him. Um, real kind of, you know, throwing everything at him kind of match. You know, lots of big old dives from the ring into the crowd. Uh, power moves from Bam Bam. Um, yeah, really, you know, RVD had to work to, to get him down. Really kind of strong, I thought. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think they did a great way of RVD um, using everything that he can, using his body as a weapon to try and rain punishment down, using his speeds. Um, I, yeah, it's probably one of my favourite RVD matches. You know, I probably said that last week after our snow. Uh, he, he's just really finding his rhythm where everything he touches is golden at the moment. He's sort of the RVD that everyone knows from ECW, and I think he massively continues it here. Some crazy spots diving into the crowd, uh, some frog, splash, uh, frog splashes, the five-star, all that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, um, do you want to run through the ending? Um, yeah, so um, RVD's getting whooped. Um, so out comes Sabu to save his partner. Um, that kind of um, uh, led to a chair being thrown at um, the back of Babam's head, which looked kind of mean. Um, Sabu, Sabu tries to do a um, uh, the Hardy Boys-esque spot, even though Sabu and RVD did it first, obviously, of like jumping off of RVD's back. Uh, it's caught by a Rob Van, uh, caught by Bam Bam, and kind of thrown around. Uh, goes for a power bomb on Sabu, and Sabu stabs him in the injured eye with his uh, spike. Um, RVD then hits the Van Daminator with Sabu school boiling, so school boying, school boying, so that uh, Bam Bam falls over him, um, and then RVD covers for the pin and picks up the upset. And I would say this was like massively unexpected. I can't imagine a lot of people predicted RVD was going to win this. You know, I think it's... Um, no. I mean, obviously, like, it's one of them watching it back, the kind of TV show, you, you would think there's enough hints that he might do something. But at the time, I can't imagine, you know, people thought, obviously, probably Bam Bam and Taz would get it on again or however it all worked. But... 
No, big, big win. And um, yeah, big for ECW this because obviously RVD's TV title reign is um, legendary. So it's, it's officially begun. And that was the last match of the show. Then we just get into a whole bunch of promos. Uh, we get the triple threat. Sort of have a little usual sort of rant about everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was solid exactly. Not, it was, yeah. it was fun. Nothing wrong with it. We now had... Um, I thought it was quite funny. Uh, Axel Rotten with a Chris Candido cut out on his face. Quite a good impression. It was actually, yeah. wasn't it? So he was sort of obviously mocking Candido and, and Storm, talking about the title match that they're getting um, next week. So um, that's happening. They sort of put myself over as obviously they were scared of him and that, so that's good. We then got Bill Alfonso, Rob Van Dam and Sabu um, talking about the win and sort of Heyman was there saying about having to defend the title. Um Sabu's still like number one and Alfonso's like that's fine RVD will like defend it one week Sabu will defend it the other week and RVD's slightly reluctant in this plan as um, sort of you knew he would be and Heyman was dropping the bombshell saying no you don't understand Sabu is still the number one contender Sabu will face Rob Van Dam for the title which um yeah, it'd be a wild match. So, I think that's coming up at the Palooza, which is, is. Um, yeah, a great, a great little, a great little way. I like the way it's sort of, you know, because you almost expected because RVD won, there's going to always be a reset, and they're very much like, well, no, he's he's still getting his title match, so it's done, it's done. So, yeah, looking forward to that. This this card is shaping up. Um, to be quite a special card. I mean, I'm excited about all the matches announced so far. So, episode 260 um, kicks off fairly interesting. Joe Gurton is in the ring and basically introduces two new uh, Dudleys who just so happen to be Luke and Butch, the Bushwhacker Dudleys. I love that. Um, I on a on a nostalgia bit on a that makes perfect sense. Bit. In a whole world of like, I love that. You know, I, I can buy this. You know, despite everything I've seen, I, I can believe that the bushwhackers are related to the Dudleys. Isn't it? It just sort of um, yeah, just sort of works beautifully. And uh, so they're in the ring. Obviously, they're going to face Tommy Dream in the Sandman, which, again, um, it had this whole, like, oh, wow, kind of, like, vibe about it. But they sort of came out, and they were sort of, um, I think Butch was sort of doing, like, the the arms sort of, like, where you think they'd done the Sandman, sort of started doing it, and it looked pretty cool. And you kind of thought, wow, they're going to get, Slaughtered here. Even though the butchwhackers can go, weren't they? We discussed it before. They were like the was it sheep herders or something? Or there's another name, weren't they? Were there, yeah, there were loads uh, of hardcore matches. There was absolutely. I mean, their their reputation before becoming the the cartoony bushwhackers was um, was was quite 
bloody and, and violent. So I was a little bit disappointed because I thought we were going to get a little bit of sheep herder style violence from them. Um, and we didn't, we got them posing as, as the beat down occurred. Um, almost, um, uh, almost not even noticing that the beat down was happening in the ring with them. Um, so I was, I was, yeah, that's, that's the only thing for me that would have made it even better as if, if they'd kind of, um, something happened. Yeah. And there was a slight, I mean, it could have been a war or a sub description. Um, do you want to run through the, the segment and the beat down and everything? Yeah, so this is, um, you know, the, the, the team that's been pulled in to uh, face Dreamer and Sandman uh, who come into the ring cross because the Dudleys have swerved them and they've got the, the Bushwhackers now, Bushwhacker Dudleys. Uh, whilst they are getting ready for a beating, the, the Dudleys hit the ring, slide in, grab them, beat them. Um, uh, they take... Um, a shot reminiscent of um, uh, the, the Raven chair shot, uh, the chair shot hurt around the world. Uh, they take cane uh, shots and then they both take three Ds. And the story is that the three D with um, yep. Sandman, Devon kicked his legs out whilst delivering it, which put even more kind of spike on, which means Sandman's neck is now very damaged and in danger. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know. We, we've spoken that, obviously, we know that Sandman goes off to WCW this year. And I think he still has a feud with Just Incredible before he goes. So I think that's how Just Incredible, he gets the cane. Yeah, because exactly. The so cane. obviously, he must come back for that. But I think, I'm guessing that's then, um, yeah, we're not... We're running towards the end of um, this run of the Sandman. But he, like we said before, he sort of feels like he's getting very phased out. It's um, it's weird, isn't it? Especially when sort of you think on Raw right now, Austin is hotter than hell. And all right, work rate's slightly different, but you've got a very similar character that you could sort of you know, you've got the beer drink, a sort of rebel. You you could have gone for it. So it's weird that he sort of put just in this massive back burner of everything at the moment. I think um, we get highlights of Van Dam versus Bam Bam again from last week. Um, everything like that was cool. We then had Sabu versus. Fatu, um, very apt name, and yeah, I, I felt it strange this match was happening. Really, just uh, Fatu was just randomly on the show, so he must have turned up to do like a one shot or a couple of couple of shows for him. Do you take anything from this at all? Not really. Um... It's just sort of they were there. Uh, RVD dressed up as Sabu again, and um, yeah, they got the win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was fine. It was very much crash and burn. Yeah, it just just felt like uh, Sabu's in action this week, kind of thing. 
in it. So if you're watching it, it's like, oh, Sabu's up next. And you're like, hey, just feel a bit like that rather than, like I said, anything sort of too too major. But yeah, um, Sabu picks up. Next, we've got um, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney versus Lance Storm and Chris Can. Dido. This is a fairly decent showing from Axel Rotten here again. Um, what happened to Balls Mahoney? Did he get injured or why did he? I don't know. I don't, yeah, no, just I, I just felt like he was just sort of gone. Wasn't, and then obviously it left with sort of Axel. Um, he was sort of in control, then sort of lost it a bit when sort of the numbers game seemed to get too much. And um, Candido picked up the win. Uh, Axel sort of sulking on the way back. Dorian and Roku came out for a reason. He just sort of clattered them both with chairs and sort of finished them off. Then um, Candido grabbed the mic and said he's won it again, doing all the work for his team again. And he wants his match with Lance Storm and he wants it now. And again, we talk about sort of pay-per-view matches and all this. And I think they had this match pretty much about a week, two weeks before the last pay-per-view. They had a match. I swear they did. So Sunny Red Candy versus Lance Storm again. Again, nothing wrong with this match. It just feels a bit random because the story's been going on so well about how they don't like each other, but they can't do anything to hinder each other. And now they're sort of legally beating the crap out of each other. So, yeah, I don't know. How would you feel about that? Um, it's uh, yeah. I, I, the, the story they're trying to tell is weird, um, and I get it. Uh, but yeah, that kind of you can beat yourself up before the match and after the match, just not during the match. It feels kind of open to yeah. technicalities, um, and I know that's the the thing going through but um yeah it's just a little bit you know they're, they're trying to add drama and they're adding confusion i think yeah no totally so they have their match um uh, back and forth no massive surprise storm wins i feel like it's upset but again i feel like um yeah candy candy taken a couple of bells in the last couple of weeks i don't always agree with because i think some of them could have been avoided but um Yes, it happens. I mean, it keep, keeps their few ticking over for the pay per view. I mean, I don't know who they're gonna they're gonna face, but that's that's happening. Um, do, do, do we get video replays of the Sandman getting injured and Sandman getting taken to the hospital, which takes us to our final segment, um, in ring confrontation. So, uh, we basically. Have Chetty versus Cronus, a dream match for everyone. Uh, Triple Threat come out and run rough shot, which is again similar to what we said they should have done with our snow, but instead of it with these, Bam Bam's just basically in the background kicking the crap out of Cronus um, relentlessly. Yeah. Hitting with finish after finish, and just in the end, just picking him up and just literally just launching him for a table that's out by the side. And um, yeah, poor Cronus. What's going on with the boy? Um, so that happened. Shane Douglas then basically grabbed best part of the best right, tag right. team. Shane Douglas grabs the mic, confronts uh, Chris Chetty. Um, so is this the first time he's acknowledged as Taz's? I was going to say it cousin? must be, and it, it felt a strange. 
felt a strange way of doing it, you know. But I understand. Again, it, like, like I said, it just um, it's whole sort of a whatever thing. But it, in my mind, it, it felt like this could have been quite a big sort of power play once their feud proper got going, rather than I'm feuding with Al Snow, but I'm going to sort of abuse Taz's family member. It feels like old school ECW, where everyone would be involved in about like six feuds, and you sort of get confused, like, who are you actually feuding with here? Because every segment you're feuding with someone different. And it's like, is Taz still feuding with Bam Bam? Or is Taz now feuding with Shane Douglas again? Is he feuding with both? Um, well, they're, yeah. they're, they're positioning, aren't they? But it feels... Um, uh, yeah, it feels a weird setup, especially considering how far away that is. Oh, massively. It's like... Um, Guilty as charged 99, is it? Or is it 98? Um, I think it's the end of... So I think they they have a they match at the end of this year. Then. But it's, um, it's... I think it's, I think they have something in November to remember. I think it's November to remember the, the six-man. Um, they, they have a... They, they have a six-man. Yes. Yes, it is. And then guilty as charge. I'm guessing early '99 or late thing. Then it goes to living dangerously. Yeah, sorry, it's all sort of it's all up there somewhere. But um, yeah. So basically, he uh, Taz comes out, uh, confronts Shane Douglas, steps to Shane Douglas. Shetty kind of gets involved. Almost like he's sort of protecting Shane Douglas. We don't really know what's heard. Taz kind of um, just basically ends up just beating the crap out of Chetty Suplexing. So it's, yeah, it's a weird kind of, um, I, I, I mean, I think it was Chetty kind of, you know, I don't need you to stick yeah. up for me, blah, blah, blah. And then Taz kind of goes, oh, I don't give a fuck about yeah, you. And about stops you kind of thing. But yeah, but like I said, that could have been quite a big angle if like, um, you know, when the actual feud was on, they sort of jumped Chetty thinking they were getting to Taz and Taz could have literally just came out and sort of almost just beat up Chetty and be like, you think I'm fucking worried about my family, I'm worried about myself kind of thing. It could have really sort of got Taz over as just like a a lone kind of badass who don't give really a fuck rather than showing a sensitive, which I think this did. But again, it's just placement. Um, the, the segment itself was good. I think there was a good exchange between uh, Shane Douglas and Taz. I think sort of Shane Douglas sort of really went in, cut a nice promo overall in the segment. Uh, he goads him to attack him, um, which he sort of sort of backs off. Then obviously he goes for, and um, yeah, sort of tries to get a title shot from Shane. That's not going to happen, really. Then sort of Shane. I don't know. If Shane's trying to convince him to take Taz out. Uh, our snow out even or 
because there's this whole, you know, in a company that, that is all about looking forward and, you know, shits on tradition and all the rest of it tells a story about 20 years ago in, you know, Stan Hansen making a name for himself, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, I, I didn't know whether it was a, if you break my arm, then I won't have to wrestle our snow thing. Yeah, I, I could see that. But, uh, I don't understand. I that, didn't. Because I, I, I thought he was going for the whole, oh, Al Snow, Al Snow. You know, if it wasn't for Al Snow, you'd be this. If it wasn't for Al Snow, you know, trying to get in his head. So he just went and beat the shit out of Al Snow. You know? It was, um, it was all a bit um, sort of bizarro, the route they were taking. But I, I did enjoy the segment overall. I thought, as I said, good promos. Just felt weird placement when this that's not the feud. That's like a backburner feud. Yeah, Bam Bam Taz sort of was the feud. But again, that's not happening. Even though that could happen. So I just find that all um sort of weird, really. Just just the placement of it all. And that was the end of it. Did it leave you wanting more? Um it leaves me weirdly the pacing for their shows up to pay-per-views confound me um because it's a very strange kind of setup um and and they, they it always feels like there's things that are peaking before a long time before it needs to happen and it feels like there's other bits that are too far ahead. So again, you know, a few weeks out from the pay-per-view and we've, we've changed the, the championship. And for really good reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, I just feel like they love the idea of like sort of shock <laughs> value of certain things. I mean, again, it is so hard because we live in a world where it's happened. So I'm sort of here sitting like, putting the TV on Rob Van Dam is 100% the right thing. But do I really sort of feel that? Is it because I know how it goes? But I do think it was the right thing because RVD's character is sort of so hot right now. And um, his sort of promo skills and all this, I totally feel it's the right time to put the belt on him. Because he's going to add more than what Bam Bam does. Bam Bam doesn't need that title at all. I don't think. He, he yeah. Doesn't... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, 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 the championship for Bam Bam was yeah, destroying I mean, Taz. He, he's the biggest name on this roster. He doesn't need any title. He just... He, Exactly. Apart from, exactly. Apart from, you know, this unstoppable guy who's just too much of a bad motherfucker for Taz. That works perfect. But, um, yeah, excited for the pay-per-view. Like I said, a lot of good matches. Snow, Shane Douglas will be fine if Crazy Camera doesn't ruin it. Uh, RVD, Sabo will be good. Um, obviously, Spike, Justin again, you're saying. So there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So I'm dead excited for the, um, for the pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to it. 
can't go wrong with can't go wrong with a palooza. You can't go wrong with following us at um, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Sports Arena. Um, yeah, we're talking loads of crazy stuff. We find crazy stuff this week. We're throwing up New Jack versus The Undertaker from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. That was a thing that happened a few times. How did you spot um, that? Just on my YouTube travels. YouTube travels takes you to a place. Um, I started watching some Smoky Mountain on YouTube because obviously the network's only got a, a little bit. Yeah, when the YouTube's got okay. a lot. So I started watching bits and um, Gangsters were feuding with Tracy Smothers and someone basically Undertaker was coming in to help him. And there's multiple segments with the gangsters at the graveyard saying they're not scared of New Jack. There is one bit of footage of a brawl where it's gangsters and Tracy Smothers brawling and the Undertaker does come down and start brawling and get involved. So I've seen that, but haven't scoured for another episode to see if I can actually find the match but if we find that we'll throw out some um, some clips because that's, that's pretty wild in itself the idea that New Jack and The Undertaker have actually wrestled that's um, I'm surprised that's not on a hidden gem on the network because they love stuff like that and it's, it's, it's strange it's the kind of thing they always put up yeah. Like random yeah. stuff like I didn't know. They got like, you know, Bret Hart, Terry Funk from the sort of the Funk sort of Fest ECW show. And, but I'm surprised they haven't sort of thrown that up there unless New Jack absolutely demolishes him and wins, which I doubt. But um, yeah, Smoky Mountain was interesting. I didn't realise, you know, you've got, um, yeah, obviously Terry Funk's in there. Um, Shawn Michaels is there for a bit. It's, um, I have I have often pondered, you know, as you know, about the the links between Smoky Mountain and and ECW because so many of the big ECW oh, they names went through Smoky Mountain first. They're there, they're there, and um, they have proper they have proper WWF stars turning up. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I might have a little butchers just see if I can find anything other random bits to bring up. But I thought that was quite fascinating. But yeah, apart from that, obviously Jack's ECW collection. And um, anything else, ECW, that can find, talking about ECW stars popping up, um, people you might not know as an ECW. We've got a whole section of our stories about that. There's loads of stuff going on. So out of the tour, Sports Arena, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Simple as that. And I'm sure you all want to rush over there and have a look. So I think it's a good time to say goodbye. <laughs> I don't really uh, know if, we, yeah. do you, if do that was the end of it or yeah but, um, no I think I think that that was good which is why I said goodbye but people should check out uh, underscore and talk about underscore sports arena and talk about modern stuff as well as the old stuff um, and uh, get ready for oh, um, a hell of a this week Raven versus CM Punk that's a thing so check that out it's a very good thing alright see you that's later bye check that out